Welcome to Worldview Short Stories, hosted by Isaac Ciccarelli and Jaden Stewart. Introducing Luke Flake, reading Edmund's Horizon. Edmund's Horizon. Incoming, get down! I dove for the trench ahead of me, but instead was sent flying by the explosion from behind. My ears gonged in pain. Shells boomed all around. I was too exposed here, out here. Crawling to the nearest ditch, I dropped down to find a British soldier with his rifle at my head. When the sun set over the ridge behind the estate, it sent orange beams with an element of red intertwined across the horizon. As if the whole world was lying down on a soft bed of straw, nothing disturbing it. My master Eric and I walked back from the fields to the family house. Eric was a hard-working man, of large stature, with a kind and gentle heart. His eldest son, Cedric, always wrestled and teased me, while his daughter, Akika, always bright, brought us nourishment when we were out working in the field. His wife, Mara, had a heart of endless giving. When someone was hurt or in need, she made time to comfort them and bring food. Also, she made delicious lamb pie. When we arrived at the patio of the single-story granite building, Mara gently opened the door-hinged panel to greet us. Welcome back, she said, a smile lightly lightening up already a warm brown face. How are your crops? Oh, never better, my love, Eric said, and, ki- and he kissed her on the neck, leaving a bit of dust behind. Eric, she squeaked. Eric chuckled and stepped inside. Go wash yourself up before supper. What a jokester he is. Let's get you cleaned up, Edmund, before he comes back. I smiled and headed inside. After I was washed and dressed, I went to the table. Cedric and Aikika were already waiting. Eric walked in. Smiles wonderful, my love, and gave her a kiss. We all sat down and gave thanks for the meal and ate. Eric, why do we pray to someone we can't even see? What's the point of it all? Eric looked lovingly at me and said, Why do you think we pray, Edmund? Well, I think it is that we have something to trust in, so we don't have to worry as much. Well, that's partially true. We do ask that God will lift our burdens, that we don't have to worry about the trouble in this world. But the reason we pray is so that we know what God's will is, so that we can fulfill it and give thanks to him for what he has given us. We also look to do good to others because God did good for us first. See in the Bible that Jesus, God's son, is always praying for our good. In John seventeen fifteen, Jesus is asking the father to protect his children from the evil one. He said, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Now we know God is real because his Holy Spirit reveals himself to us. In Matthew 16, Jesus was asking his disciples who they thought he was. Peter said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. So you see, it's the Father in heaven who shows himself to you, and the Holy Spirit that works in your heart, if you allow him to. 
That's why we pray, so that we can know who God is through his work in us. After everyone had finished supper and cleaned up, we said goodnight and went off to bed. As I lay under the covers, eyelids heavy, I looked over at the small night table and the Bible sitting on top and drifted off to sleep. Before the sun was even up, I was in the field toiling. A couple hours later, Cedric came out and met me. Edmund, why are you up so early? I didn't sleep well, that's all. Well, I can see that by the way you're swinging your scythe. What's on your mind? You can tell me. I just don't, can't seem to get what Eric said through my head. None of it makes sense to me. Well, I can't explain it better than he did. And you can call him dad, you know. It's not like we don't see you as family. I know, I'm just confused, that's all. Oh, by the way, Dad wants us all back at lunch today. Apparently there's something going on he wants us to know about. Okay, I'll be back around one o'clock then. Don't forget, he yelled. I continued to toil till one, then headed back. When I got back, we all sat down at the dinner table. As we began, there came a knock at the door. You could see concern on Mara's face. As for the next... Sorry, that's the wrong page. <laughs> you could see concern on Mara's face as Eric got up and answered it. Aaron, our neighbor, came in and sat with us. Eric stood for a moment at the door, then closed it. Have you explained the situation to them yet? Aaron asked. We were just starting. What's going on? I asked. The Muslims have told us that we must provide a child from each household for the army. I and your mother have talked long and hard about what we should do. I'll go, said Cedric. The family needs you here, father. You will do no such thing, Mara blurted. Then, just then, there was a pounding on the door. Ayaka yipped. I stood up with confidence. I am the one to go. Edmund, Mara gasped. I continued without hesitation. Eric, you and your family have been so good to me these last years. Let me do this for you. Eric stood up, walked over to me, and with tears in his eyes, he said, I trust that God has you in his hands. Then he embraced me. Suddenly the door burst down and two large men walked in. Eric, Mara, Cedric, Ayeka, I love you and thank you, I stammered as the men dragged me out. Edmund, Cedric yelled, we'll pray for you. For the next eight years, I was taught the religion of Islam. In the seventh year, we came into contact with the British military and were pushed back to our strongholds. By the eighth year, we had to meet them head on. We had just set up trenches and mines throughout the sandy, stony terrain. In the seventh month, after being held at bay for months, we met them on the field of battle. Wah! Both sides cl clashed in gunfire and sword combat. After 20 to 30 minutes of fire, we were pushing them back. Just when we thought we had them, I heard a voice yell, Incoming! Then from my left, get down! I dove for a trench ahead of me. Instead, I was sent flying by an explosion from the ground behind me. When I became aware, my whole head was gonging in pain. I crawled to the ditch nearest to me. When I dropped down, I found a British colonel with his rifle at my head. I laid there perplexed. What should I do? In the blink of an eye, the Brit dropped his rifle without hesitation, grabbed me, 
threw me across his shoulders and charged out of the ditch. Incoming, we heard. The breathing of the colonel was heavy but determined. I heard a thud from a grenade. The colonel kicked it to the side and a, the long tube exploded. He stumbled but got up quickly and continued on faster. We're almost there, he yelled over the com commotion. Boom! In an unknown distance, I heard a voice, once so loving yet all authoritative. Edmund, he said, come, kneel. Without hesitation, I fell on my face. Who are you? I asked in a trembling voice. I am. I sat up, shaking, sweat pouring down my face. You're awake, said a nurse. They said you wouldn't make it, but the Lord is merciful. How do I become saved? I asked in a shuddered voice. What? said the nurse. How do I become saved? Well, you ask Jesus into your heart. How? I yelled, tears pouring down my face. She looked at me with loving eyes and spoke. Well, we fold our hands like this, bow our heads and pray, asking God, like you would ask your general, to be gracious to you, a sinner. God, I wailed, tears enveloping my face, please be merciful to me, a sinner. Suddenly, a raging wind swept through the tent. Overwhelmed with emotion, I wept. A week later, I was released from the hospital in a wheelchair because my legs had been blown off. There was no judge, no jury, no trial, not even a single threat. Nothing except the hallelujahs being lifted up to God. When I returned home, Mara and Aika were out on the porch, hands folded on their knees, praying. When they finally saw me, they dashed out and embraced me. We knew God would answer our prayers. Once we arrived to the front patio, Mara and Ayaka shouted out towards the fields, Eric, Cedric, Edmund's home, he's home. Cedric and Eric dashed in from the field. We embraced and talked many hours about the war, my lost legs, and how God had saved me. After that, we all went into the field and watched the dimming horizon, not a cloud in it. As the sun descended over the tall ridge, it sent pure white rays across the entire sky. This has been Edmund's Horizon by Luke Flagg, read by Luke Flagg. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in here at Worldview Short Stories. Tune in again to hear another great story from students here at the Abbey. Uh, please consider subscribing for more content. And if you're listening here on Spotify, hit that follow button. Thank you.